Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped.com. See the podcast description for a special money-off code. Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, talking to you again this week. Joining me, my partner in crime, my friend, it's Matt. Hey you mate, uh, last night's result has saved a little bit of the misery, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was worried it wasn't going to. We went we went two 0 up, and I was like, oh, thank goodness for that. Tomorrow, <laughs> you know, this is going to be so much easier. And then we just got back to two two, and I was like, you're killing me. Oh, you are God. literally making my life so difficult to do a podcast <laughs> talking about you, Tottenham Hotspur. Why are you so cruel? Uh, and then, of course, it goes to penalties, and of course, I put in our group chat, I hate penalties. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. We win. I was like, yay, I love penalties. Yay. See, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't watch it. I, I, I was... Actually, no, I wasn't watching a stream. I was maybe imagining watching a stream. Yes. But I yes. couldn't, I had to turn that imaginary stream off that I imagined that I was watching. Yeah. Uh, especially when it went to 2 2, and I was like, I can't, <laughs> I just can't, I can't. <laughs> and so I just thought, let's just kind of just hopefully hear from somebody that it's all going well or it's all going <laughs> yeah. badly. And, and then when you said, penalties, yeah, I was like, like oh, we, we lost. lost then. I was like, oh, no, no, they're still happening. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm literally just, I can't stand them. I mean, I think Wolves went first, uh, scored, and then uh, you know Kane bears his. You know, yeah. as you do. Is dark, water's wet. <laughs> Kane scored the penalty. Um, and, and but the funny thing was, is like we'd subbed on Regulon in like the ninety seventh minute. Now I don't know whether perhaps in training when they do penalties, Regulon bases like some sort of master at it and they thought oh quick throw him on it's going to be a penalty shootout but the minute that happened I'm like well this isn't going to go well yeah yeah and that brings us quite nicely to this week's feature from Matt you, you uh, is it a new feature when it's the third week uh it's newish well we got like 146 episodes so three episodes of it I mean yeah that's new yeah that's new out of 100 odd yeah yeah that's new all right so Matt's new feature everybody here it is He's got ball. So I've, it's a new feature. So I'm, I was trying to make it sort of Spurs related, obviously because it's a Spurs, the Spurs podcast. So that, that helps, doesn't it? But this, in a way, is Spurs related because as Spurs fans, it's something we can all really laugh at. So <laughs> my, my he's got balls this weekend, has got, or this week has got to be the weekend's uh, game between West Ham and Man United and yeah. Mark Noble. <laughs> because... uh, okay, yeah, and uh, Matt, let's, I, I don't know what happened here. Perhaps you would like to tell me the story. Look, do you know what? Me, me, and, me and Seb were at the game, and uh, the Spurs game, and yeah. obviously this game was on just before ours, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, the West Ham Man United game. So we, we, we got to the stadium early and we was watching it with all the Spurs fans. And, uh, yep, they, they they go 2-1 down. Last minute of the game, they get a penalty. Oh, let's bring on Mark Noble. Let's substitute him on to take the penalty. Mm. And, honestly, the cheer... I think it was the only cheer from the home fans in the whole whole evening, obviously. <laughs> we, we tried to, to talk about the actual Chelsea game as little as we can. Yeah. But 
Oh, brilliant. I mean, look, he's, he's got balls for coming on just to yeah. take the penalty, but <laughs> just fantastic. The reality is I did know about it. Now, the reason why I knew about this, because I, I wasn't watching any games at all over the weekend, including Tottenham Chelsea. I'm going to put my hand up right now. I couldn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Um, and so the whole day I was away from football. I was doing stuff around my house. But I got a message from my brother. Now, my brother hates Martin Noble. And I'm not quite sure why. You know, like, there's certain players you just don't like. You can't warm to them, regardless of who they play for. For whatever reason, there is just, like, a burning hatred from him to this guy. It's just, like, totally... There's no rational reason for it at all. And I don't think he could give me a reason, but he just hates him. Like, anytime West Ham play us, is like, every message from me is, oh, it's that fucking noble. Someone breaks his legs. I'm like, okay, whoa, chill. Um, so this to him was like, you know, Christmas. He was so over the moon. And my message, I mean, I had a message from him in, like, a level of detail that can only be described by someone who's experiencing pure joy and elation. You know, like, you can almost tell like he's gasping for air between laughing and this message is like and then and then and then he took the penalty how do you miss it you know it's like gone uh De Gea's not saved the penalty in the Premier League for like three years Mark Noble and and of course because of modern football there's loads and loads of West Ham fans in the crowd filming it and oh they brought on Noble he doesn't miss he doesn't miss he done, oh he missed I mean it is so entertaining it's brilliant um Oh dear. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. So Mark Noble, you do indeed have balls, sir, for stepping up in that situation. I don't think you're gonna do it again. <laughs> and thanks for the laugh as well. Yeah, yeah. We we all needed that over here, yeah. So that, that really picked us up. Thank you. Um speaking of people with balls, um this show, as everyone will know by now, is sponsored by manscaped.com. Seamless plug there. Uh, Manscaped.com sell various products to improve the genitalia health of men. Um, So, ladies, if you're listening, and we do have a growing female audience, so hello. Thank you for listening. Our next sponsors will be something more neutral, I promise. I'll try, anyway. Who am I kidding? If someone pays us money, they're sponsoring the show. I don't yeah, care who it is. Hey, this week, everybody, <laughs> it's weapons to Saudi Arabia. No. <laughs> <laughs> Zero ethics. <laughs> How much money? Yeah, done. I'll promote you. <laughs> and, and also, to be fair as well, if we do get um, guys that sell weapons to Saudi Arabia, I think yeah. we're going to probably be able to retire. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And also, I'd be interested in what the free products are they send us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just what kind of list we'd be put on and how quickly we'd be arrested. Yeah. But, um, and what kind of warnings are on the packaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the warnings on the packages from Manscaped were kind of like, you know, heavy duty. You know, you, you're generally shaving around an area that should only ever be nice to. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, there's an array of products on Manscaped.com. And the most recent product, which I've still not sent you, sorry, I've not had a chance. Don't worry. Um, is, is the Weed Whacker. Now, the Weed Whacker, for men who are, dare I say, our age, um, around that 40 mark. We're not going to talk about being higher than that or slightly under. It's around that mark. Uh, <laughs> nose hair, ear hair, this thing clears it out. I am not a, um, uh, what would they call it? A kind of a picture of men's grooming. Let's put it that way. I, I'm kind of like a scruffy beard kind of guy. Um, I, I'm not the kind of chiseled look, you know, the designer stubble, as I call it, or the um, 
I don't know what you call them, the hipster beards, where basically they look like they've moisturised their beard on a daily basis. That's that's not me. That's that's not me at all. I look more like a sailor that's just fallen off of a boat after six <laughs> months at sea kind of look. Um, with all these so, so, products, yeah. though, Sam, you, 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 yeah, there's a chance well, to turn this all around, you know? Well, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, the whole kind of like ball sack wipes things, they're kind of interesting and, and you know, a bit tingly in the morning. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's some great stuff there. And I did use the, the Wii Whacker. I did give it a go because up to this point, I've been kind of trying to ignore the aging gracefully thing. Uh, it worked great it was brilliant and it was so much easier than than trying to use like my shaver to check out a nostril (laughs) you know basically like contorting your nose to try and get the hair just dangling out of it Uh, but anyway yes it works um go on there there's a there's a podcast called sn pod uh you go on you get a discount you get free shipping uh in the u.s canada australia new zealand the uk um, check their website. Any region that's listed on there as the products are available, our code will work. So go to www.manscaped.com. Uh, all of the links and the code, etc., will be in the podcast description uh, wherever you're listening. Um, if you, By the way, a few people are now listening on YouTube, so hello to those people since we put the podcast on there. Um, yeah. There you go. That that's 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 a nice promo. I, I'm literally using the product and it works. I don't yeah. think I can do more than that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you say, yeah. like you, you put that SM pod code in, it gets you twenty percent on free ship, twenty percent off on free yeah. shipping. So so a great little uh, discount. It is. Yeah. And um, based on uh, sort of sales numbers, I don't know how much longer we're going to be sponsored by them. But if you are a small business owner and you'd like your your business sponsoring us and we promoting it every week, drop me a message. Sam at SpursNews.co.uk. Let's let's help support small businesses too. Get in touch. Um, we're easily bribed. I mean, literally, a box of donuts, and you'd probably get on the air next week. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say though, unless that small company is selling weapons of mass destruction, that is a little to, caveat. To, yeah, that we can't yeah. accept that, those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless the money is really good. Yeah, um, yeah. My my ethics are easily bought. Um, m- moving on then from uh, talking about genitalia uh, and the health of said genitalia, uh, the Chelsea game. I do not overly want to dwell on this because oh. let's face it, it's depressing. Um, one thing I'd say is obviously just yourself and Seb went your season ticket holders. Um, Seb had had a very good record up to now. Sadly, Chelsea ended that. How is Seb doing? I I had a genuine concern for the young man after the game because I've been there when I was younger and watched my team get trounced. It's a bit crap. So is he all right? Yeah, he he was fine. So we the the first half. I don't know if you watched it on telly, but the the first no. half we actually were quite competitive. It was a very um, it was a very even game. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying that bringing on Kante on the second half. People are saying, mm. oh, you can't just uh, say that was what made the difference we seem to drop back and I know there's no, different reasons I, I, I think it does make a difference but I, I, I personally did because from where we were sitting you could just see how you know how he was just doing what Kante does you know getting yeah. the ball retaining the ball spreading it out and they just would they just were a different side in the second half you know yeah but as far as Seb was, he was fine. He was, um, he's got, he's got a wise little head on his little shoulders, Good. and he kind of, he was going, 
it was Chelsea, Daddy. He said, I, 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 yeah. did, you know, I didn't expect anything from the Chelsea game anyway. And it's one of them games, I know. And, and I, he said, it's different if it was like, a, if we'd have been Norwich, he said, and we'd lost 3-0, I'd have been really upset. He said, but it yeah. is Chelsea. And I was like, yeah, mate, that's exactly how I feel, you know. Yeah, that, well, certainly they are the best team in Europe right now. Yeah, well, there you go. And look, don't get me wrong. It's the, every, you know, you're going to be down after losing a game, whoever it's against. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to give it a dose of reality, don't you? And like you say, they're, no, the, they're yeah, the Champions right. League winners yeah. and... It was never going to be easy. And, and that's why I think we enjoyed the Man City game so much because we had the same expectation, I think, with the Man City game. Yeah. That they're going to trounce us. And then when we beat them 1-0, it was such elation because it's not what we expected. So mm-hmm. it would have been the same with Chelsea. It would have got, got a result and it would have been mental. But the reality is that you know eight times out of ten, I, we either I, draw or lose to these, these teams, yeah, you know? I, I think the reality with Chelsea right now, and I, I, I think perhaps um, looking at the Tottenham fan reaction, there, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think the issue is a few years ago, and it was only a few years ago, three, uh, four maybe, we were very competitive against Chelsea and against all these teams. Like, like you went into the games, and you and I both know, we went into those games thinking we could win this, mm. you know, home or away. And Chelsea, for example, I mean, we, we were winning those games as much as we were losing or drawing against them. Um, and I think fans seeing the way in the second half, they literally just went up a gear. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. they, they brought on Canty and they had another level that we just don't have. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of fans just felt absolutely gutted. It was it was like a everyone knows that we've gone backwards. Everyone knows that. You know the other clubs have progressed. But that was like an awful, awful illustration of it. Like like live. <laughs> it's just yeah, kinda sure. like, here you go, here is a really good example of where you are now. Um so yeah, let's not dwell on it too much. I mean, we lost the game three 0 I mean, it's pretty crap, and it's two three nil defeats in the league on the banks after winning three games one nil. Yeah, so I'm kind of nervous for the North London derby now. Yeah, do, do you know? Do you know? Uh, it's, it's interesting because um, you know, and I've said it. You know, I was, I was talking on on our little messenger group about people calling for Nuno to be sacked, mm-hmm. which. I find absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous after five games. And mm-hmm. I, and I know it's a conversation that you and I have had in the past about, you know, we live in a world at the moment, a very um, instant gratification world, don't we? Yeah, we where, do, where yeah. Ev- everyone wants things instantly. So it's not like back in the 80s when Alex Ferguson will give, be given five years uh, and he's almost going to get sacked after five year, four or five yeah. years because he nearly loses a cup game. And, and look at that guy, the, the, arguably the best manager in the history of football and yeah. the amount of trophies he won. So I get it that we're in a different era now. But I still think that calling for Nuno to be sacked after a short period of time is absolutely moronic for people okay. to think that. And I don't care if anyone's listening that's, that wants him to be sacked. I don't I don't mind. I don't care that, that, that I'm, I'm saying making that comment because I think it's ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It's such... It, it, he, he after the third game that we, we won uh, against Watford, it wasn't like he was he was riding this wave and going, "Oh, things amazing." You, we've said this before. You listen to yeah. the the, the post match 
post-match um, interview with him, yeah. he said there's a lot, a lot to fix. So it was yeah. like those three games were just hiding, papering, the cra- papering over the cracks. This guy's got a lot to do and he needs yeah. to be given the time. He needs to be given the time. So as, as much as as much as much you get a lot of react, a lot of it's reactionary, I understand that. So we lost 3-0. There's a lot of, re- a lot of reaction that maybe people will wake up in the morning and think, oh, maybe I was a bit too over the top with that. So I get that yeah. people re- react and put on social media things that they think in the moment but I, I just I, I can't work it out I can't work it out I mean even even yesterday mate um uh, the, the, after the, win, the penalty shootout so yeah. so so okay we go two new up right and then they they they, they get the two goals back and it's two all and we win on penalties right now yeah you you look at you look at it so for example look at a a, a, a I can't think of one off the top of my head, but you can you imagine like a, a massive Champions League game? I know this was only a yeah, Carabao yeah. Cup game. A massive Champions League game, that happens, the team win, the, 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 imagine Spurs are the team that win the penalties. Yeah. That, that The fans of that team are going to be going mental, aren't they? You know, have won the Champions yeah, they don't yeah. care. They don't care that they went 2-0 up and they went to 2 They've won the game. Now, I appreciate this is only a Carabao Cup game, for third or fourth round. It's a very, very small game. Yeah. But straight after the, straight after the, uh, the, 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 we win the penalty shootout, you post on Facebook, um, uh, that we've won the penalties. First comment: Oh, look, we found a team that's worse than us that p- penalties. I, yeah. I, I don't know where to go with that. You know, <laughs> like like we 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 we, what, we beat Chelsea last season uh, on penalties. A couple yeah. of seasons ago, I was at Milton Keynes Dons when we beat Watford on penalties. Yeah. Like, like, how do you get these people out of this neg- negativity and make them understand that this is this is not a this isn't. You can't have instant gratification. You cannot win no. 38 games out of 38 in the league and win every cup game. No team does it. Not even Man City. No. Football is all about winning and losing, and you just hope to win more games than you lose. And I just can't. <laughs> it's it's driving me ever. nuts how people are just getting so so overly well, negative all the, the time. You know, the, the issue is around the instant gratification things and the managerial kind of it's not worked sack him is because you look at a club like Chelsea. For example, Chelsea consistently challenge and win trophies. They've done that since Roman Abramovich came along. They're the two words you said, though, Roman Abramovich, mate. That's, yeah, that's the two yeah, words no, that are missing and, from us. But, but this, is, this is the point I'm going to make, is that people look at that now, and for whatever reason, they seem to forget the financial side of it. All they see is that Chelsea consistently challenge and win trophies, and the minute it goes wrong, they sack someone and hire somebody else. And so it's like ingrained in your brain now that to be successful, that's how you operate. Man City, for example, up until Pep Guardiola stayed around, they chopped and changed quite a bit as well. But they were consistently, but again, they were only consistently challenging and winning stuff after the massive investment they had. Manchester United is a club that is probably one of the richest in the world. It is a club that, under Sir Alex Ferguson, was winning, challenging every single season. In the last few years, compared to other teams in the league domestically, they have not been a title challenger. How how long? I don't know how long it's been since Man United won the title. I, I know probably over the last five six years, even when they finished second, it's been so far second. It's you know they've not, not they've really not won a tr- they've, they've not won a trophy in four years, sir. Okay, so that's that's Manchester United, the club that most of us our age especially think of as the pinnacle of the English club and everything like. That. Liverpool prior to winning the league a couple of seasons ago. Um, Hadn't won the league in decades, two decades. I can't remember how long it was, but they haven't won the league in a long, long time. So 
it's like a strange thing that people have in their brains because of Chelsea, because of Man City, that if you don't win, like you have a run of bad games, I'll change the manager. It's got nothing to do with that. It's to do with the blank checkbook. Now, don't get me wrong. They are hiring the very best. So when they hire a new manager, they are genuinely going out and getting the best they can get. Chelsea hired Lampard, not because he was the best they could get, but because they knew they had a transfer ban and they just wanted someone to work with the young players. They basically wrote off a season. And then the minute that finished, and the minute they were allowed to buy players again, they gave him, what, 10 games? Sacked him and replaced him. And that's a legend of the, a legend of the and club. And that's a legend of their club. Mm. And but because people see that, they they automatically assume it's success. That is not the reason for the success. The blank checkbook is. You know, Thomas Tuchel was a fantastic coach. He is very, very good. And he is getting the best out of those players. But he would not have that squad to work with at Chelsea if not for Roman Abramovich. Pep Guardiola is a fantastic coach of a great group of players but he wouldn't have them if not for the money invested you take those taint those exact coaches with all of their methods even their own coaching teams allow them and go put them in charge of Watford and Norwich they're not winning the title because yeah. they, they, they don't have the budgets to do it they don't have the players at their disposal and so people who look at that and they're shouting at us like sack Nuno sack Nuno are not actually accepting the position of our club and are comparing them to those two. This is just my opinion anyway. I think that that the way those two clubs operate has changed the way people think about managers and how they should be treated and the time given. But yeah, like I said, that's just my opinion. No, I, I completely understand. I completely get that. And I think you're completely right. And, and, and also, I'd just like to add as well, I just I feel like... Um, and funny enough, I was having this conversation with Seb afterwards after the Chelsea game because uh, mm. you know you're just kind of looking at everything, aren't you? And that. And yeah. Bef- before the game, uh, they, they they've changed they've changed it around. They always normally do it, but they've they've kind of updated the video and they'll just show some great bits. So they'll show like a Gino- one of that Ginola goal against uh, yeah. Barnsley, uh, some sunny got go- some great goals. I know the Villa goal won us a trophy, but probably. There was the faux goal there, but probably out of the, the, the 30 or 40 goals that are shown, they show some saves as well, some Lloris saves yeah. and by other goalkeepers. And there's probably about 50 or 60 moments in there and probably about one or two of them were moments that won us cups or won us trophies. Yeah. But every every moment, you it went, you could see that you could hear the fans and they would pan to the fans and just that just release of absolute mm. mental excitement. The, and and, and the, the biggest word, the joy, the joy of it, of watching your yeah. team smash a goal in, like, like, like the Man City game earlier in the season when Sonny scored, sixty thousand of us just go absolutely yeah. bananas. I pick Seb up, I'm throwing him in the air. We're just yeah. everyone's <laughs> losing the plot, right? Yeah. And 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 I feel like, and I, and I don't, and, and I, I probably um, social media probably isn't isn't the the place to look for getting a a, 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 a sort of a reading of of, of people people's mo- no. like sports moves because it's just one thing. Although saying that, I will say that yes, uh, I'm I'm part of a. a um, a few football ticket sellers groups and yeah. people are desperate for the Wolves game. People are desperate for all the games. So although you see loads of people on social media going, oh, this is crap, this is crap. Yeah, I don't, I can't, yeah. I, why are we supporting them? They're just Spursy, all that stuff. There are mm-hmm. fans that want to go, that want to support the club, that want to get them, raise them up, you know? So, yeah. so I'm glad I can see that. But I, I just feel like 
the joy is just missing from so many fans and you know one or two defeats rubbish defeats don't get me wrong but it's like the world's ending to, to, to some yeah. fans it's like the end of the world it's like well, where's your was, joy yeah. just supporting the club and just I, I, it's, I find it so frustrating Sam I really do and it's it's just I, I don't know how again I don't know with social media you're you're hearing this is and this is thing probably that that I struggle with and probably you to an extent as well because I know we're a similar generation but you're just you're constantly seeing comments and and uh, opinions of people all the time that you probably would never have seen in but you know years ago before social yeah, media no, you wouldn't have, no. and and for me my 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 only my only kind of take from Spurs fans would be going to the game every week. So I'm, I'm there sitting next to fans who are happy or excited or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing yeah. the support there yet. Yeah, I'm just, I feel like I'm getting bogged down in just the misery and dyingness of, Oh, sack him, sack Nuno. Like he's, he's crap. Like five games, five league games, you know, it, yeah. it, 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 I just it, I find it, frust- I find it so frustrating and I apologize for getting on my soapbox with this, but I just, no, I feel like no, I needed to air on. it, you know, <laughs> No, no, you, you carry on, mate. I'm with you. It's a solidarity, brother. Um, we we shall move just to the Wolves game then, which we've already touched on anyway. We went two 0 up. Um, uh, Undombele scored a goal, a very well taken goal. Um, I gotta be honest with you, when he sort of charged down, powered through, and finished brilliantly, I thought, wow, that was that was yeah, this is why he should be in the team. And then he completely loses his man for <laughs> their their first goal and loses the ball for their second. And yep. I go, that's why. The best and the worst. Yeah, Yeah, we, we really saw that. Um, Some other bloke scored for us. I can't remember his name. Oh, come on, Sam. You got, look, come on. We got, he's, nope. Come on. Nope. Even a little dead bit. To me. He's, dead he's, to me. he's not dead to me. I, I, well, I, look, well, I'm very, well, who got the other Tottenham goal? Who got Ndombele? Yeah, okay. you've got the other one. Yeah, there okay. you go. You said it, not me. Listen, 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 listen. listen. Have, you, have, you, have you seen... No, Sam, <laughs> Sam, listen to me. Man. Have, you, have you seen a picture that, that, that um, the Tottenham official page put on Facebook of him... I think it was him celebrating his goal, I presume. Have you seen well, it? Well, I, I assume he's celebrating himself and not the club, yes. No, no, no. He's he's, he's really, really smiling, really happy, and like they're all cuddling each other. So it, it, yeah. it, he just it, earned it, his goal bonus, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if I, you do I, see the I, picture, I, by the way, have a look. I, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen a, a few. Um, uh, there's one of him celebrating the penalty shootout win. Um, there you go, Gallini. Um, yeah, no, look, I, uh, I, I've said this before, and and I can't put my finger on it, but there, there's something like there's something's happened <laughs> last season. Genuinely, you could have told me a Harry Kane stat about how many times he goes to the toilet a day, and I'd have been like, yeah, that's a great one, number one. <laughs> Uh, you know, he, he just the affection I had for him because I watched him come through the academy. I watched him when he was out on loan at crappy clubs. I watched him develop. I watched him in the Europa League when he started scoring, and everyone was making memes about a Harry Kane hitting the Premier League. I then watched him take the Premier League by storm, and everyone said it would just be a one season wonder. I then watched him become a two season wonder, a three season wonder. I watched the guy become England captain. Literally, I've seen this kid go from being what looked like an Southend United in his future only as a teenager to being probably the best striker in the world and my affection and love for the guy is unbound and then he shit on us from a great height and now I don't know how I feel that's the reality I don't know how I feel okay 
and it's enough, kind of it's kind of like numb. It's kind of like you know, like he, he, there's no rational thing to this. I don't know him. He's you like know, he owes me nothing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like I keep saying this to myself. It's like why have I taken this so personally? But I have. I literally have taken it personally. Uh, I took the Danny Rose son interview personally, and I've got. I still to this day cannot tell you why. I wrote like a massive blog piece about Danny Rose when he when he left, where I tried to basically pour my heart out on it, and a few people replied along the lines of, oh, "Whoa, you did take that really personally, didn't?" You? I was like, "Yeah," and I can't tell you why. To this day, it's, I, well, I know it's because I felt like I supported him when no one else did. So then he betrayed me. It's like, but that's nuts. It's like, no, he didn't. He doesn't know me. <laughs> it's not like he literally looked at a situation and went, "Ooh, this is going to disappoint Sam." Never mind, screw him. <laughs> he had no idea. He's just doing what he thinks in the moment. Yeah. And Harry Kane did what he and his team thought were right in the moment. He didn't sit there thinking, "This is well." I mean, he might have thought Tottenham fans are going to be upset. But there's just so much that's gone on with that. And there's so much. And, I, and I'm kind of in this horrible situation where people tell me stuff. Because I, I I stay connected with a lot of people because it helps us with the page and everything like that. I mean, you, we can talk through things, especially with transfers and stuff. We get quite great insight on things that's going on. But then, unfortunately, I get told some stuff some days. I don't want to know. As a fan, it's like, do you know what? I'd rather have not known that <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean sure, I, I think sure. me and you have had this conversation because I, I post stuff in our chat and you've said to me like do you know what don't <laughs> I'd rather not know ignorant bliss please <laughs> yeah I'd rather not know about that and <laughs> yeah. there's just so much stuff in that that I know that it's kind of like that. That's that's crap I really don't like it and I'm struggling it's like I see him score now and I'm like I don't care I'm really really indifferent and I'm hoping something changes over this season because I, I think the thing that's not helping is every game I've watched him play for us so far this season, he's not looked like he cares to me. And it could just be that's my, you know, jaded views doing that. But the stats seem to back me up on that. Um, that he's just not doing anything compared to what he's done in the past. So uh, maybe over the season, maybe he's slow getting going because there's a delay. And once he gets flying, everything will seem normal again, and I'll feel different. But right now, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this this brings us uh, quite beautifully, actually, talking about Harry Kane. Um, we're going to now turn to a true club legend um, for a very special edition of Matt Stack. Welcome to Matt's Stats. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about true club legends, we can only be talking about one one player, really, can't we? Yes. Jimmy Greaves, um, who sadly uh, passed away at the yeah. weekend, aged 81. But, you know, when it comes to um, stats, this guy, I mean, when I was collating all the stats, even I yeah. was like, I knew this guy was good, but wow, I didn't realise just how good Sam. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. It is unbelievable. So, in in 516 league games, he scored 357 goals. In 602 <laughs> club appearances, he scored 422 goals. 422 goals in 602 yeah. club appearances. I mean, that just sounds insane, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, he, he obviously went through the youth... Uh, uh, set up at the time with Chelsea. Yeah. Before he even made his full 
uh, full team debut. So this is for the youth team, he scored 114 goals mm-hmm. just for the youth team. Yeah. <laughs> And then he made his debut, age 17, in uh, 1957. Did you know who it was against? Oh, is it against us? It was against us, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's quite oh, no. funny. Yeah, it was, yeah. He scored in it, and it was <clears throat> yeah, a draw. Yeah, of course it, he did, yeah. It was a 1-1 draw, yeah. Now, he actually scored, in that, that first full season with Chelsea, he scored 22 goals Jeez. in uh, 37 uh, games at like 17 18 years old yeah he he, he was the, mad but he was their club's top goal scorer that season huh. now what makes it even more insane is that the their Chelsea's manager at the time uh, Ted Drake actually rested him for 6 weeks because he was worried that him scoring all these goals was going to start going to his head so he huh. st- he stopped him playing for 6 weeks and he still wow. was the club's top goal scorer in his first That's season as a 17 year old Mike, can you imagine a manager doing that nowadays? Some academy kid comes through, takes the league by storm. He scored 20-odd league goals and he goes, do you know what? I think he's getting a bit big for his boots. So I sent him back to the youth team for six weeks. The fans would burn the stadium down. It's insane, (laughs) isn't it? Mad, yeah. So um, in in the in the five seasons that he was at Chelsea, he scored 132 goals in 169 games. Wow. He was the youngest player... Uh, at 20 years uh, and 290, 290 days to reach a century of goals, mm-hmm. a, a record that still hasn't been broken. Yeah. And and in his last season at Chelsea, he scored 41 goals in 40 games. <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? I, I know. Uh, I know some people listening to this would be thinking, "Well, football was a very different game back then." But let me just let me just establish something as well. Strikers are like a protected species now. They get a kick in the back and they go down, they get a free kick. Back when Jimmy Greaves was doing this, you basically, as a central defender, could murder a striker on the pitch and you might get booked. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, they use the game was very different. And I know people are looking at this possibly thinking, oh, it's difficult to compare, but I mean, it's it's astonishing. The forty-one in forty. I mean, that's mental. It is absolutely insane. So he um, Chelsea weren't the club that they are now. So no. uh, they weren't able to uh, weren't able to keep hold of him. So AC Milan um, bought him for eighty thousand. Yeah. I think it was at the time. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. Um, he won the Serie A title there, but he 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 didn't. It wasn't much of a success. I don't know. I haven't. Kind of can't work out too much uh, of of the reason why it wasn't too much of a success, but I get the feeling that especially in this country there was like a, a very different culture. I mean, players used to yeah, smoke yeah, cigarettes yeah. at half time and you know drink beer and after game. You know, yeah. it, was, it was it was completely different. And I think in Italy they were a little bit more progressed. I think, and I don't think yeah. he could kind of um, no. settle settle there. You know, he he still scored um, nine goals in fourteen games, which which isn't bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so just a little bit shy of a season he was there, and then he came back uh, to England, and that's when we signed him. Yep. We signed him for ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine pounds. <laughs> Do you know you know why, don't you? Well, yeah, but tell tell. Yeah, him so why. the reason why was uh, Bill Nicholson didn't want to sign him for hundred thousand because he didn't want him to have that pressure of being the first hundred thousand pound player. So they just yeah. took the pound off just to kind yeah. of take that pressure. Yeah, yeah. It makes it made all the difference. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we paid that extra pound he would have been a flop. <laughs> <laughs> completely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he he made his um he's famous for scoring on his debuts and he yeah. and he scored three 
on his debut for <laughs> us, uh, which was a hat trick against Blackpool. Yeah. On his debut, which isn't bad. No. He he went on to score 266 goals for us, including yeah. 15 hat tricks. <laughs> yeah. uh, he scored in the 1962 FA Cup final win over Burnley and a yeah. year later scored twice in our 5-1 uh, Cup Winners Cup triumph over Atletico Madrid yeah. now a couple of interesting ones here during his time at Chelsea and Spurs he was the first division top scorer in six different seasons an achievement yeah. that has never been matched nope. and also he was uh, his his club's top scorer in twelve of the fourteen seasons in the top you know in the top flight. Wow. Now this guy retired at thirty one. Yeah, he did. So yeah. for, for that for him to be the, the his club's top scorer in twelve of fourteen seasons, just seems insane, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely yeah. insane. Now for England, um, hmm. it's it's mental as well. Forty four goals in fifty seven appearances. That's the thing that gets me. I just... you, you hear the stats about top goal scorers for England and stuff, and I think he's like fourth on forty-four goals. But is he did it in like fifty? I mean, that's that's insane. When yeah. you Think about it. He 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 scored six hat tricks for England, and that's Isn't more that a record. Yep, no other England player's got anywhere near that six hat tricks. Yep. which yeah, is insane. Good. The it's it's a real. I know it's obviously something that's you know for anyone that that was around at that time and anyone that's followed his hit, you know, or looked up his career since that, you know, he had a, I I know, like I I did mention about the, the culture of, you know, drinking and that, and he, he did, it was well documented that he, he had his issues. He had his demons when it comes to alcohol. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know whether this was part of it, but that 66th um, world cup win. Yeah. I mean, this guy, you know, you, you look at the stats. The guy was—he was the Ronaldo of of our day, wasn't he? He was yep. the English Cristiano Ronaldo. There was no doubt about it. So he would have been—he would have played every game. Whether whether he would have, you know, scored a hat trick like Hurst did in the final, who knows? I probably would have scored more than three, to be honest. You know? <laughs> but it's only something we can speculate on. But it was—I think it was the quarterfinals against France, I think, where he he was injured. Yeah. Now you you talk about um, how people were allowed to batter other people and how it was all completely different. Yeah. This guy got raked down his shins by someone's... Yeah. I don't think the guy even got a yellow card for it. No. And he only realised that he was hurt when he pulled his sock down and just... A of blood just poured out and he yeah. actually needed 14 stitches on, on, on it, yeah. you know, on the wound. This is unbelievable. He could have... He was fit to play the final, but obviously because Hurst had played the semi-final, he was, he was picked, so he missed it. Yeah. And he was quoted as saying that you know, he went on the pitch when they won, and it, and it was obviously joy because England had, had won the um, won the World Cup. But he said deep down, I just couldn't, I couldn't not be hurt, you know. Yeah. And and you can you can see you you can I mean, it's who wouldn't be? I mean, you would yeah. you, you, yeah. you it's the World Cup final. You would have been there. You would have been there. And obviously, back in them days, they didn't have the subs that they they did nowadays. So you know, if it had been two thousand twenty-one, yeah. he probably would have got subbed on at some point, you know. Yeah. But. It must have just really hurt, and I, and I don't know whether that, whether that kind of led to you know the. the, the... Oh, um, I've seen a lot of interviews with him, and there was one with Parkinson, um, which I I literally found on YouTube the other day after he'd passed, and he he, he asked him quite directly. He says, you know, you're you know after the '66 World Cup final, you're descent into alcoholism, and Jimmy corrected him, um, which is something that's quite interesting. He literally said that's not true. 
he said, uh, did it play a part in depression and how I was feeling? Yes, he said, but I went and scored the winner in the cup final in 67. He said, it's hardly like my career took a plummet nosedive. He said, but it was the 70s. He said, the 70s, me and George Best, he said, and... You know, we we uh we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And so, um, I mean, it's like you could probably point to that as kind of like a trigger moment for him of, of things, obviously, you know, not going well or not going well after that. But then his stats, kind of beyond that, continued to be great into the seventies, and then obviously he retired. Um, but yeah, I I just like you, I can't, I'm kind of in awe, really, and. You you were so kind, mate. You were at the stadium, and you know that my hero as a Tottenham fan is Gary Mabbott. What you possibly don't know is my dad's hero is Jimmy Greaves as a Tottenham fan. So you sent me a video of my hero discussing inside the stadium my dad's hero. Um, it meant the world to me. So thank you for that. Oh, I, knew um, you'd, I knew you'd appreciate that, yeah. Sam. <laughs> Yeah, no, I really did. That did mean the world to me, and it was just something special. But yeah, just you know, you're regaling us with stats here, and I think people listening are probably just like, "Wow, <laughs> you know, you read them, you've heard them, you were told how good he was." But I mean, you mean you were talking before we started recording about how his goal scoring record to try and give younger a uh, younger listeners uh, an idea is comparable to that of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, he's not far you know, off. Uh, yeah, no, literally, Ronaldo's like a fraction, like a, a fraction ahead of him in his goals per game ratio. Ronaldo has played more goal, games. Um, you know, it's it's just insane. He retired at thirty-one. That's the thing. Like Ronaldo's thirty-six, and 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 I think like yeah. you, you know, you look at um, obviously, I know you know, I, I want this all to be about Jimmy Greaves, but you look at Ronaldo, yeah. and that guy has kept himself in such oh, um, yeah, immaculate. Yeah, yeah and it, and even for today's standards. So yeah. going back to when Greaves was playing, I mean, yeah. they just smoking and beer in it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the problem. I mean, that's the thing. If he'd have, if he'd have been a player now, it would have you know, he, he would have probably scored far more. You know, and with the pitch, yeah. the better pitches, the better yeah, way they look after not players. Allowed to break their legs. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, <laughs> do you know? It was a very very different game. Oh, completely. Do you know? It was quite interesting as well when I was when I was looking up. Um, obviously uh, all, all the stuff about Jimmy Greaves um, yeah. so I, I went to school in uh, Brentwood uh, yep. Brentwood in Essex that's, that's where, I, where I went to secondary school and um, there's there's a, a hospital there Worley Hospital that I think's uh, I think it's changed I might even be knocked down if maybe the house it's most of these mm. kind of hospitals are yeah. but uh, he I think he was playing for West Ham at the time and there's a pub right near my school and a, according to, to one of the uh, one of the articles I read he went into his pub, had his last beer, and he said, "That's it, that's me." Then, and then just walked into the to Wally Hospital to get for the rehab, and that was it. Wow. You know, he said, "That's it, I'm 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 done with it." You know, so well, he t- he turned uh, it I mean, around, didn't he? I mean, for me and you, uh, we never got to watch him play, um, but me and you did get to watch Saint and Greavesy every week. I don't know if like you, match of the day, Saint and Greavesy. This was essential viewing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um so yeah, I mean just such a massive part of our club's history and such a massive part of uh, my my footballing life growing up. My father's as well. So well, may may he rest now and I hope, you know, all my thoughts are with his family because it must be a pretty tough time. Um, but yeah, mate, thanks for that. Um, Jimmy Greaves, what a legend. I, I'll just finish with a Jimmy Greaves quote, which made me laugh. Um, he said, if you ask Chelsea fans, they'll tell you that I, I played my best football at Chelsea. 
If you ask Tottenham fans, they'll tell you I played my best football at Tottenham. If you ask West Ham fans, they'll tell you I played my best football at Chelsea or Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> We've probably given West Ham it away today. I love it. I've yeah. said this to you before. I don't hate West Ham, but no. they hate us so much. I just love winding them up when we can. <laughs> it is, is a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it is time now for us to... Now, I've been told I'm brave this week for doing this. I, I, we do it every week, but... Yeah, apparently I'm brave. Uh, it's time to hand over to our social media for questions and topics from fans of the page. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Do you feel brave doing stuff like that? I don't know if it's bravery. I mean, uh, if, if, if it's possibly if, stupid. I was going to say, if there's people calling for Nuno to be sacked, then... All oh, right, okay. I'll, 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 try and, I'll try and edit it for you. Get get ready. Stand ready. Okay, we're going to start at Instagram. Uh, the wonderful people of Instagram. We start with the Johnny Stark. Okay, John. Uh, anyone else find Nuno's constant lip-licking quite off-putting? Johnny, you are watching our manager far too closely. <laughs> I've not noticed this. Have you Maybe. noticed this? No. Right, Johnny, next time I see him, if I notice it and then I can't not see it now, that's your fault. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Um, but no, I've died. No, I died. Yeah, okay. Um, hey! Oh, no. Darren Ward.3 says, I was, unfortunately, at the game this weekend, and for the majority of the game, Kane was playing from the left with Sun through the middle. I can't for the life of me understand the reasoning for this. Any thoughts on why we set up this way? Thanks. Uh, you were at the game. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know why. I mean, just you. you look, I, I don't want to. Ba- I know your thoughts on Kane, and and I, and I don't want to spend my time bashing him. You know. No, no, but, no. But I, I just, uh... yeah. He, I, all I kind of noticed was him going deep quite a lot, and it. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I know Walking there's around. yeah. There's there's a lot to there's a lot to work on. I appreciate that, and yeah. there's a lot to work on with the team. A lot to work on with the psychology. A lot of the players. It just sec, first like if if we'd have, if we'd have played the first half, if we played the second half like we played the first half, then I don't think we would have got Wallet three 0 and there, there wouldn't have been the, the criticism. You know, so, sometimes these things work. Sometimes they don't. Do they? You know, yeah, I, I, I think I think with Sunny as well. You know, when Kane, the first game of the season when um, he wasn't playing against Man City, obviously Son was playing as the, as the, as the yeah. uh, main striker. So maybe that was in the mind of, of, of Nuno when well, he was... When I when I looked at our team, I looked at it as 4-4-2, a diamond with Son and Kane as a strike force. So one I've, I've read, and I, I, again, I'm holding my hands up. I didn't watch the game. I've not watched the highlight. I, I literally just needed to not watch it if this makes sense <laughs> mm. um and so he to read all of this stuff about him coming from the left and stuff like that to me it's kind of like he was given a free role and Kane just kind of drifted to try and find space and unfortunately to try and find that space he kept going deeper and deeper and deeper or wider so it's like in the first half it kind of caught Chelsea off guard um, and they brought Kante on and that ended it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, well, kind it's... of like he just brought him on and it just stopped Kane from being able to find space. And yeah, it's kind of like his tactical things. Um, you know, Nuno got outfought, in my opinion, by Mr. Tuchel. Um, Tuchel. I keep calling him Tommy Tickle. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm going to stick with that. I just think uh, like a, a friendly name like that associated to Chelsea yeah. just doesn't work, does it? 
No, all right. Nothing Maybe... friendly about that club, is there? Yeah, Tommy Child Tickle. No, wait, no, stop. <laughs> no. Cut that one uh, out, sir. <laughs> I tried to make it PG for two weeks in a row and I failed again. Um, right. Uh, Diasporian1 says, Why do you think Winks remains at Spurs? I know he loves the club, but he could be probably starting week in, week out for a team like Southampton, etc. It's, it's a great point. Um, when you can, especially when you consider how large numbers of our fan base just give him crap constantly, mm. you do have to wonder why not go somewhere fresh, start play every week. You're right, uh, club Southampton, Newcastle. There's a whole host of clubs probably from in the league table last season, seventh place down, would have him and play him every week, and he'd look great. Um, there, there, I think there's two factors to it. One, Winks does love the club and does want to be a success at Tottenham. Um, I think it's very difficult for him to comprehend leaving. Um, if you ever want to um, be interested in the psychology around transfers sometimes, read an interview with Andros Townsend in the Players' Tribune where he talks about when he basically made a lot of mistakes and Tottenham got rid of him because of that. You know, Pochettino lost patience with him. And he reflects on that. But he reflects on the emotional aspect of the fact he came through the academy you know he supported the club's whole family with Tottenham fans he made it to the first team he made it to the England team and then basically his behavior led to him being sold and it's like the psychological impact of that on him Uh, I think Winks um, would probably be nervous hesitant to to leave the environment he knows but also the club you've got to remember about the homegrown players rule in addition to homegrown players, where we can sign players tra- trained in England, you also have to have club-trained players in your squad. And I know we've just um, promoted Skip, and there's a few others there, but you've got to be over 21 to count in this. Um, so literally, we've got Winks and Kane, and both of them were kind of... Even one of them was trying to get out, and one of them potentially could have been sold in the summer, and the club couldn't do it. Because then we wouldn't meet our club trained quota. So it's it's a bizarre combination of that and the other. Next summer, Skip will qualify for it. So could we see Winks sold next summer? Possibly, unless you know his form, yeah, you know, improves this season. I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah that was a very thoughtful answer. Um, our next question is from someone who has his own theme tune. <laughs> He's a man, such a man, such a man, he's a real, a real man's man. Welcome the Mountain Man once again. Uh, Mountain Man says... What with Harry Kane's current form, do you think we should have cut our losses in the summer and moved them on? Can only look at what happened to Ericsson's form when he wanted to leave. We could have bought a couple of strong players with the money and evolved the squad, in my opinion. Um, it's a difficult one. It's, it's a great point, because of course Ericsson wanted to leave and we basically saw him be a shadow of his former self for about 18 months because of it. And if Kane, for this entire season, is a shadow of himself... I think, yeah, all of us could look at that and go, damn it, you know, <laughs> we, we should have let him go. Um, but but there, there's two issues to that. One, no one actually bid 
the price for him. You know, there's Ericsson, we, we, we made a mistake. We were offered £100 million for Ericsson by Real Madrid and we rejected it. And he then refused to sign a new deal because he, he should have gone. We should have accepted that. He should have gone and we should have signed Jack Grealish. You know, that was that was it. That was the summer it should have happened. Um, but we didn't. That was a mistake. With Kane, I think if Man City had offered £150 million, I genuinely think we would have sold him. That's my opinion. I think if they paid the price, we would have gone. Yeah. Funny enough, I was talking to the guy sitting next to me at the Chelsea game. And I said that if if exactly the same as what you said, if if we'd have mm. if they've offered us the one hundred and fifty, yeah. I think we should have take we would have taken it, and I think that'd be yeah. the right thing to do to take it, and then yeah. like Melanie Man said, everyone, yeah. just get two quality, two or three quality players yeah. in, refresh the team, exactly yeah. what would have been it have made all the difference. And look, obviously we we was having this conversation, you know, I think we were two 0 down at the time and watching Harry Kane looking very lacklustre, you know, so obviously we're yeah. going to think that at the time and if he got, like you say, if he goes on in the next 10 games starts banging him in for fun again, maybe, you know, people will have a different opinion. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. At yeah. the moment, it, it it feels like that's what probably should have happened, you know? Yeah, no, and that's, and it's difficult to escape that um, and it is going to feel that way and the Ericsson situation is a great example. So yeah, no, good, good question, mate. Um, at the moment, I think we're going to have to see how the season goes, but you're right, if the whole season is like this, then I think everyone's going to go, crap. <laughs> you know, this has not worked out. Um, we now have a message gone into Instagram, and this person has his own theme tune as well. Now it's time for a comment from Iron Brother. Look, anyone else wants their own theme tune, you're gonna to have to message in, all right? It's not, you know, any anyone can have them, not just these guys. Now, this this is Island Brother. Now, Island Brother, I wanna I wanna open this up, you see, because um, Laura runs our Instagram, the lovely Laura. Um, she's always on Instagram and her other specialist site, which I'm told I'm no longer allowed to mention. And I've noticed that in this message that you sent in because you took a screenshot to give me so i had the had the message um you tried to video call her uh matt missed video chat from the island brother to, to laura uh now dude you, you're trying to get you're trying to get the goods for free there you gotta subscribe <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I like i like it but no you gotta pay the money dude it's, yeah yeah, yeah you, you gotta pay she, she's got bills to pay uh anyway uh, Island Brother says, hey guys, ain't it fun being a Spurs fan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Firstly, I'd like to say I haven't seen Mountain Man anywhere on the island. I think he was pulling a Harry Kane on us. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> secondly, I have purchased something on Manscaped.com, so let me take the opportunity to state that if you guys get sponsored by the world's leading below-the-waist grooming for women next year, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Ladiescaped.com. Oh, no, no one Google that. <laughs> Don't. I've got no idea if that, if that exists, but if it does, I bet it's not, not appropriate. <laughs> uh, just hook up the Patreon, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, a few people have actually said they'd be interested in that, which surprised me. So thank you for the support. Anyway, after the sad passing of Jimmy Greaves, I've come to the realisation that I don't want Harry to pass his tally. I didn't realise how done I was with the guy. 
Anyway, anyone else feel this way or am I daft for feeling this way? No, no, I've just said, I've just said a lot about that. Um, I mean, if he scores goals for Spurs and Tottenham will benefit, then you know, well, hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. I wish you both, I wish you both the best of health and come on, you Spurs. Cheers, um, to be honest with you, yeah, I mean, you've kind of just said what I was saying, which is this weird feeling at the moment of uh, it's like not rational. <laughs> it's like no, I'm done. And and with the Jimmy Greaves thing, yeah, I'm like you. If he was like on the verge of passing his record right now, I'd be like, no, you don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But if Sonny was on the verge of it, I'd be over the moon. So <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's a strange thing. Like last season, I was counting the goals. Cannot wait for him to be our all-time scorer, club legend forever. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, get. I prefer Pavlachenko. <laughs> By the way, Sam, I've just Googled ladyscape.com and a, and a domain's available, so it's oh, a business opportunity ooh. there. Oh, there is. Yeah, all right. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk off air. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, right, so I can't believe you Googled that, you filth monger. Uh, moving over to Facebook, uh, Stepin Stefan Cruz Alvarez says, This was very brave. I think he means asking people's opinions. Mm. Considering current climate of fans, people very quick to jump on the Nuno out thing. Um, it took Pochettino years to get the team where he wanted. I trust Nuno to get us where he needs to be, but the players do need to step up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's a fair statement. I mean, the Pochettino thing's interesting. I think uh, might have been me and Dan, or it might have been me and you talking about it the other day, about it took until November of his first season in charge for him to actually settle on his like best team and for us to get some results. And then they completely ran out of steam in like March. In that first season, like Pochettino says himself in his book, I thought I was going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah... Um, yeah, and people were calling for him to be sacked. I remember the conversation. Oh, he's out of his depth. He was at Southampton, um, you know, and and we're hearing it all again now. So, yeah, I'm I'm not there yet. Um, Daniel Beecroft or Dirty Dan, as he's known from the Spurs news, he he definitely have Ladyscape.com as like in his browser history. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, the guy's filth. You know you've all got that one mate who's got like ridiculous amounts of porn and just sends you stuff that's completely inappropriate. That's Dan, dirty Dan. Everyone get we, to know him. We just have to keep like, on the on the messenger group. We're like, no, this is all a, this is only Spurs related yeah, stuff. Yeah, Dan, please yeah, stop. Dan, stop. Yeah, and no, oh, this lady's got Spurs on her boots. No, that doesn't count. That's not. No. <laughs> um. So how does Nuno fix this? And he sends an image basically of the stats currently. Um. Uh, none of these stats are good reading. No. Um. Uh, 16th in the Premier League for goals scored, um, 16th in the league from goals from open play, um, 19th for our total shots, and I think there's only 20 teams in the league, uh, chances created 19th, expected goals bottom, we are bottom in expected goals, touches in the opponent's box 15th. Um, there was a stat someone shared the other day that um, there's something like 90% of the defenders in the league have touched the ball more than Harry Kane has in opposition boxes, which is crazy. Um, yeah, how does he change it? Uh, time. He needs time to change it. Um, we can all get really frustrated and like scream and shout and stamp our feet and hold our breath all we want, but it, it, can't, it isn't a click of the fingers. You know, Chelsea, Man City, clubs like that, Pep Guardiola came into Man City and in his first season won naff all. He won nothing. And we smashed them, you know, in that season. And other teams rolled them over. 
And so he spent, I think someone said to me the other day, 330 million in the summer with another 60 million in the next window and has consistently spent 100 million plus per window since. And they now win everything. Yeah. Is that because he's a tactical genius? (laughs) Or is that because... And don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic coach who gets his teams playing great football. But when you're working with the world's best in every position, you'd kind of expect them to win. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and I'll go back back to what I said earlier today, which is that he's... After that Watford win, when he won Manager of the Month, he said to us all... Don't, there's lots yeah. to work on here. So it's not yeah. like he's been building up everyone's expectations, is it? He's, he's told, yeah. he's t- he could, he, how could he be more explicit about, guys, don't get carried away. There's a lot we need to work on here. Don't get carried yeah. away. And and, yeah. and and so, you know, is it a surprise that we've had a slump, you know? Yeah, no, I'll get you. No, completely. Um, Liam Hickey says, um, think uh, think you should do some commentary for one of Jimmy Greaves' goals in memory of him, as if we're all listening on radio. Uh, it would have been nice, Liam. Um, apologies, but uh, we did the match stats as a dedication for him today. Um, and I don't think anyone wants a Jimmy Greaves goal ruined by a hairy ass Bristolian. So. <laughs> uh, Liam Hickey also says for the 150th episode, and thanks for this, by the way, because I've been brainstorming for a week on this. Um, how about in how about you do a live commentary of the highlights from the Tottenham Ajax game? Pretend it's the final and we won, <laughs> so we have something to cheer about. Be interesting whilst drinking. Yeah. Do you know some? Do you know what someone said to me the other day? Because I was talking about our YouTube channel and I was talking about content for it beyond just obviously the podcast being on there and the you know a few videos from games and stuff from yourself. And someone actually said to me, he said, you ought to do, because it would be funny, alternate commentary to Tottenham Highlights, as if you were watching it live, because it would be hilarious. And so I did think about that, and I did think, that it's funny, the Ajax game came to mind, because me and you could do the ultimate Tottenham fans. Oh, 1-0 already, God, we're so crap. So we are spursy. so crap. Sack everyone. Yeah. What is what is Lucas Moura doing? The guy's yeah. just walking around. He's <laughs> waste of space. And then as he scores his hat-trick, he's the best player in the yeah. world. How could anyone ever not love him? Do you yeah, know, it'll, no. it'll be everything, Sam, wouldn't it? It'd be like this horrible green kit. Oh, I hate this yeah, kit. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can literally everything. lay it in there. So I did think it, that could be funny. Um, so Liam, yeah, that is actually an idea. Possibly not for the 150 show, but just an idea for the YouTube content in general. Um, it's something I'm considering. So I'll uh, I'll come back to you on that. Um, the next question, holy hell. I am never going to be able to pronounce this in a million years, and I'm really sorry. Uh, Girish Girtusing. Mate, I've massacred that, and I'm really sorry. Um, let me know how to, how to say it. Um, he says, number one, Delhi time, Delhi's time at the club is over. We should loan him to an inferior division to see what he can do. Uh, number two, we should start playing three five two so we get the best out of our um, attacking fullbacks. Romero, Sanchez, Dyer as a back three. Um, I think formations and tactics are very subjective. I think, you know, how we play. How, um, I don't. I don't know about that. The Delhi thing. Um, I, I find that very difficult. I think Delhi, who by the way is being very hard on himself currently. I think Delhi's playing really well am, am i am i being wrong in that what do you think listen mate 
opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one, right? <laughs> but that doesn't put everyone's opinions on uh, equal footing, does it? And look, he's entitled <laughs> to his opinion of Delhi, yeah. but... Oh, come on, mate! Come on, come yeah. on! Re- really? Yeah. I mean, look, look he's, he, he, he had a he had a pretty poor time with Mourinho, which I put eighty eighty percent of the blame on Mourinho's shoulders for for what happened that season yeah. with him. But you know, like I said, like, you know, like you say, I was at, I was at the game, and all oh, right, the second half was pretty rubbish. But the first half, he was. He, I think the thing is with Delhi, you can see that he's putting the effort in, and there yeah. was a, there was a moment actually. I think it was in the first half where there was a long ball knocked up to him and he controlled it and it reminded me of some of the goals he scored. I think Toby yeah. set up a few. Toby ping, yeah. control and this finish, guy, This yeah. guy, look, there's no getting away from it. Delhi has got a lot of ability. Still, you forget that he's only 25. Know. You know, he's been at the club for six, seven years. He joined as an 18-year-old. He's he, he's trying. He's, he's he's putting the effort in and, it, and if he can get back to the level that he was under Poch's... Um, golden era yeah the, the, the guys the guys phenomenal at times you know and no, like, what, 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 what's what send him off to what to where to what not in a forest yeah here we go delhi go to not in a forest that's your level mate I mean, yeah, oh come on yeah. man come on no, 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 <laughs> remember remember your pressure points calm, <laughs> calming thoughts have you um, got some calming music, Sam? You can yeah, put. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> got, got a bit of death metal if you want to really go for it. Um, Peter Gus Males says, "Do Tottenham play better without King? Uh, currently, yes. Currently, yes. Yes. <laughs> currently, yes. yes. Yeah. Currently, yes. Um, and Tommy Jokinen, J O K I N E N. Would you say Jokinen? 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 Jokin. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> um, why are we always rebuilding? Tommy asks. That is actually a great question because it does feel like that. It does feel like as Tottenham, it's constantly like the end of a cycle, even though the cycle wasn't necessarily that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do know what you mean. Yeah, but it, all it clubs does feel are, like that. All clubs are constantly going through cycles, aren't they? You know, you yeah. just mentioned Man City. Uh, Man City went for a cycle where they where they was like sacking managers and they got Pep in and, and they've gone through yeah. the cycle now. He's not going to be there forever, is he? He's still really talking about no. leaving in a couple of years, you know. So there'll be another. Well, he's start. talking about leaving because the fans aren't showing up. Oh, they got thirty four thousand for a Champions League game against RB Leipzig. This, 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 and, yeah, yeah, mental. This, this is Absolutely what this. Bonkers. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Sam, because look, you look at that, right? That that it doesn't that just sum up um, if you've got a team. That, that just win things for fun, it gets yeah. boring, right? Isn't that just? Isn't that? Isn't that just <laughs> yeah. a? You know, you yeah. know. I, I talked about the, the 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 absolutely just release of joy when we scored against them and beat them in a game that was yeah. only three points and never won us anything more than three points. But yeah. for to, for a Champions League game, and then afterwards, for the manager to beg the fans to come to mm. the next Premier League game. To yeah. please come to the next Premier League game, yeah. a team that won the, won the wins the Premier League for fun, you know, it just and shows it's, it's for fun. Like they lost to us one 0 and since then they've scored five in practically every game. Yeah, and do you know what? Do you know, I know they, <laughs> I know they're playing very, very uh, inferior opposition. No disrespect to Wickham, but they're playing very, very inferior opposition. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, when so it was yesterday morning. Um, 
I, when I get up to, uh, to Seb has to get up an hour earlier now because he, he started middle school. So oh, he, he gets up. I know, oh, but he's not taking it well. But he, he gets <laughs> up, and because uh, Layla's and my daughter's still asleep for sort of the next 45 minutes, he gets to watch what he wants, you know. So yeah. so he watch, puts all the football on. So he put the highlights on of all the, of all the Carabao Cup games from the evening before. Yeah. And, and look, I will caveat by saying that they were playing very, very inferior opposition. But all the goals, you could. It was a mumbles maybe from the crowd, you know. Yeah. And, and okay, it's only they're, they're playing Wickham. They're, they're not. They're not. They've not. They've not just scored against Bayern Munich in the Champions League semi-final, which would be a bit different. But I do think that they're just they're just bored. It's like and I'll go it, back to take this. Take it for granted, man. Yeah, I'll go back to this. This is what I'll go back to. This is the best way I feel like it describes how they are. It's like playing FIFA, uh, FIFA. Um, uh, What's one of the management games? Um, yeah, yeah. Football manager, football manager getting given a hundred yeah. billion and winning everything, and just thinking yeah. after three or four seasons, this is boring. This is really yeah. boring. And yeah, there must there must mean. be an element of that within fans. Yeah, definitely, definitely there must be. Um, and I hope one day we're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to be. Bored. I hope. I hope one day I look at a fixture and go, oh, playing Barcelona so boring, again, in the Champions League final again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go out for an Indian instead. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. But I tell you what, it's quite interesting that that happens. And I had the conversation recently about Brentford fans on the podcast. And just how I love it when a team comes up that haven't been in the Premier League before, because it reminds you how special it is to play in the Premier League every week. Like yeah. seeing their fans, they could get smashed five 0 next week, and you genuinely they'd have a look on their face of like <laughs> we're in the Premier League getting hammered. Yeah. This is awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, and I and I love that. I like that. Just reminds me of how we as fans possibly take it for granted that we are a Premier League team every single season, like Everton and clubs like that. It's like we we just take it for granted that we're in Europe even. I, like Tottenham fans, oh, we should have bombed this competition out. We should just send the kids. We don't have to be involved. It's European football. Yeah. They're like out of 200 FA teams a season, five, six of them get to play in Europe. <laughs> and we've done it and, consistently. Do you, do you remember saying? Yeah, do you remember when Martin Yeo got us into Europe? And yeah, we was like I know. buzzing about we were celebrating like mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now it's like, oh, it's beneath us. No, <laughs> it's not. It just because. And here's the thing, right? Here's a really stupid thing. Trophy tallies can be added to throughout history. Like a, a team that's won the Premier League can win it fifty more times throughout history, and they've won it that many times. There can only ever be one first. Tottenham, the first team in the 20th century to win the League Cup double. No one. They can win the League Cup double every season, but they'll never be first. That was us. First British team to win a European trophy. Tottenham Hotspur. Other teams can win European... Well, not Arsenal. (laughs) But other teams (laughs) can win European trophies. They can win hundreds, but they'll never be first. And this is the first ever Europa Conference League. Let's go and win it. Let's be the first club to win it. And, And then no matter what happens in the future... We will always be the team that won it first, and that's that should be our attitude. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why the negativity. Um, look, we got to finish just mentioning this North London derby this weekend. It's at their gaff, which is never a fun place to go. We've lost two games in the league in the row, three nil. Both London derbies. Um, we won our first three games, one nil. If we lose three London derbies in a row, three nil. Now, um, I may be shouting Nuno out, just so you're aware. <laughs> 
Um, no, I, I, I'm dreading it. I'm dreading it because I hate playing them. Anyway, even when we were at our peak of our powers and I felt like we were going to win every single game of football, I hate playing them. It's a North London derby. I endure it because I just dread it. So I'm not looking forward to it, mate. And and what difference two weeks makes? Before the international break, we was top of the league, they were bottom. If they beat us, they're going to cut above us. Yeah, yeah that's, that's football. That's, <laughs> that's, cool. that's why we said enjoy it while we could. Exactly. And we did. We, we enjoyed did. that international break. We did. We did. Yeah. We did. We say that, that you just have to enjoy because you know, there's highs and lows, isn't there, in yeah. football. So you just enjoy the highs and endure the lows. And, I think. and, and endure the lows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that is everything for this week. Um, Big thank you to everybody for listening, continuing to support us. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with everything crossed to celebrate a North London Derby win. Uh, Until then, everybody, you take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.